Hello. Hey. <laughs> that was Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, I love in that when uh, she throws the fruit at that guy, you know, her, yeah. her new boyfriend, and she goes, I saw it. It was a drive-by fruiting. <laughs> it's a oh my gosh i posted uh, someone had an amazing mrs doubtfire uh costume for halloween with nice. the vacuum and all and they were like dancing in the corner with the vacuum holding the cord like in mrs oh, I like, this is amazing oh i will i think i've decided that next year for halloween i want to be <laughs> meredith blake from the parent trap that oh scene where she's like in the woods and she's got like the lizard in her hair, and she's yeah. got the two sticks, and she's like snapping them, uh, snapping through the woods, trying to make sure there's no bears come. <laughs> yeah, in you her love little that biker. Movie. Uh, yeah, her little biker outfit uh, with the bike shorts and everything. I'm like, that's brilliant idea because it's very low effort kind of costume. I actually but thought everybody of, would uh, know who it is. Yeah, I was actually thinking of you when you were a kid during Halloween because I kept seeing all these freaking posts about like being respectful of the Native Americans and not being Pocahontas. And I was like, oh man, oh could you imagine telling you as a child you couldn't dress up as Pocahontas? Seriously. I fucking loved it was Pocahontas. Like, Pocahontas was life. Yeah. I mean, I watched Pocahontas, you know, over the, like recently within the last like five years. I hadn't seen it in a really long time. Yeah. But I remember watching it and being like, oh, so this is really inappropriate. <laughs> I'm sure. Like, but I just think it's like, so. The first like two minutes of the movie, it's like they're singing that song about like going to the mainland. And they're like, like, yeah, when I see an Indian, I'll blast them. And I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> So I did not catch that at a ripe age. Oh, yeah, of six. we didn't because we didn't oh. think about that. Uh, no. I just think it's funny because, like, I don't know if you remember when there was like a big fuss made about Winnicunit and the Warrior. Oh yeah, I remember that. Well, they yeah. changed the logo, which whatever you know, they changed it from the Indian head to the feather or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to. There was like a petition out to like change the school name. And I'm just sitting here like, I don't, I don't understand. First of all, are there actual Native Americans who are complaining about this? Or it's just like these fucking righteous white people complaining for them? You know what I mean? Like, and then I'm thinking like, at what point do we decide that we've gone from, you know, um, appreciating and being respectful and, and kind of like honoring this tribe of Native Americans to, nope, now you're being racist where's where's well, the isn't isn't when it kind of high school like the word when it kind of isn't that like just mean it means a certain location yeah it's a, it is, yeah and and the school responded to the whole thing saying no we're not changing it because yeah it's this because we're trying to honor yeah exactly but yeah, it's just it's, so it's so ridiculous to me like like yeah. i said like all you're doing by making us having to like if we had to change it right if we went to hampton high school Right, for change to hand. All you're doing is erasing it, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> you mean, yeah. Exactly. You're erasing it by yeah. trying to tell us that we're not supposed to have it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm trying to understand. I really am. 
Um, yeah. Do you have any uh, wins and fails you want to share for the last oh, couple man. of weeks <laughs> that we haven't recorded? I know. It's been really like just we've been sick this whole time. Like I guess my yeah. win is that like I think I'm turning the corner and like I think I'm finally not like I still have congestion. I don't know if you can hear it. Mm-hmm. But I literally went in my phone to look because after you know how I was talking about that lady who the house I went to that was moldy and all that. Yeah. That was the day I started having like a sore throat. And it's been mm-hmm. that was October 2nd. Oh God. You probably had like, mold exposure. <laughs> well, so then I was sick for like two weeks with an incredibly sore throat. And then no one else was sick, which is why I was expecting it to have been just from this house, right? But mm-hmm. then Abe kind of got sick and Ivo kind of got sick. And then um, it wasn't quite the same, but I was like, it must just be like their version of whatever I got. But then after like a couple of days into them getting sick, I started feeling like I was getting a cough, which I hadn't had. And I was like, am I seriously getting whatever they have now? Like, what is going on? Like, I'm not even out of like the last thing. Yeah. And so like, they're finally feeling better. I'm still waking up feeling congested in my chest a little bit. And then Eddie is off today and tomorrow. And he just woke up this morning saying he feels sick and he's got some congestion. I'm like, awesome. ah! <laughs> never ending. Yeah. So I suppose that's um, a loss, a, a, you know, failure. A failure. Um, my win... I don't know. Abe uh, slept through the night till four o'clock in the morning the other day, which was pretty substantial because he's usually up within a half hour of me leaving the room. So that was pretty (laughs) exciting. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I also got Um, some good house cleaning done recently, which is nice. Although it just looks like I didn't fucking do any of that already. So. But you always feel like immensely better after you clean. Yeah, I just wish that feeling lasted more than 12 hours, you know, because yeah. then it's back yeah. to the way it was before. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess for me. Um, so I think we've officially reached terrible twos for Freddy. Um, he'll be two in February, but. Uh, so it seems a little early at the moment, but every single day for the last like two weeks, everything's been a fight. It's so tough. I feel like I, you know, I don't know. I don't think I ever had a big issue with twos. It was always like, at least with Ivo, it started at really like four, like three and a half, Mm -hmm. four was when things got really challenging. Yeah. And what I, what I have noticed and it's, it's, I saw a really funny thing that this kind of reminds me of. Um, well, it wasn't you, right? I don't think so. No, I think it was a, some a friend of mine posted it, but it said something about like uh, <laughs> it. Even though it's been like whatever, insert age and how long you've been getting a period for, right? So mm-hmm. even though I've been getting my period for you know twenty eight years, I still have yet to make the connection that when I get to the point of feeling like my life is completely ending and everything is falling apart and you know, I'm ready to give up that I'm probably just getting my period. Like still yeah. haven't figured that out. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> like, you still haven't gone, Oh, wait a second until you get it. And then you're like, Oh, that's why, why have I not made that connection? And I feel oh like this God. is the same idea as like almost every single time, either of my children, especially as young toddlers or whatever, were about to get sick. They were total fucking assholes. Yeah. And it's like, 
such dickheads. And I'm like, what is the fucking problem, man? What is going on these last two days? And then the two days later, they wake up with a fever. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then I feel like a super douche. And it's it's the same idea, but I don't know why I never. every t- It's like, wow, you're never like this. Why are you like this? You're being so difficult. And then they're immediately sick following. And I'm like, oh, okay. And to but, be yeah. fair, Freddie has been sick for the last like week or so. So I know that's probably part of the issue. But and I've heard this from other people too, where they're like, oh, I mean, twos weren't that bad for me, but it was when they hit like three or four that I really struggled. And it's funny because I work with mostly three and four year olds and I actually love that age. I think yeah. they're the most fun and you're actually able to establish like boundaries with them and to a point where they understand where it's much harder to do that when they're two and they're still yeah, like I think probably the biggest language. difference is it's the same concept of like if someone else watches my kid they tell me how amazing they are yeah. but then I get them back and I'm like yeah sure yeah, okay sure, okay it's because they're comfortable with you so you yeah. know what I mean so yeah I, I think like for the most part that's probably like most kids are better at school Yes. And that's why they're kind of dicks when they get home because they've controlled mm-hmm. it all day. We do know? have we do have a fair share of kids in my school who you know are you calling kids dicks? <laughs> they're three and Jessie? four years old. Huh? <laughs> I what? said Jesse. Are you calling your your students dicks? No, I'm not calling them dicks. <laughs> they will sometimes act a little dickish, but uh-huh, they're not uh-huh. dicks. No. <laughs> um, but we do have like a couple where you know it's probably immensely worse at home, but they still yeah. establish that same behavior at school. Yeah, and they definitely and like will – like I know, I know like anytime either of them have like transitioned to – different classrooms or whatever it's always really good for like a couple months and then Mm -hmm. they get more and more comfortable and as they get more and more comfortable I start to find out more and more about little things they've done that is considered they were kind of difficult today you know what I mean yeah so yeah (laughs) same Um, idea getting more comfortable the the difference I found with working with four-year-olds and then even just dealing with Freddie for the last two weeks is that like with four-year-olds, if they're having a tantrum, like say if they're um, not getting along with another student in during playing playing time or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and you ask that student to leave and go to a different part of the classroom, if that student starts to have a meltdown and they scream no, and then they start throwing their body down and kicking, the thing that I found tends to tends to work with that particular age group is just calmly saying, okay, well, if this is how you're going to act, you can either sit on the carpet for a couple of minutes and calm down, or you can just go and pick a different center. And like, Mm -hmm. if you just keep repeating that to them, they will eventually pick the right choice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, even with Abe, because he's four, you know, and I feel like if I am able to redirect him into Mm -hmm. something else, it's almost always going to work like perfectly yes. you know I just yeah, yeah. being but like hey I, to- I understand that you're frustrated right now I get frustrated too we can't do this how about we mm-hmm. try this instead and then usually and it's much I mean there's days where it that. doesn't change either but it's much harder to do that with a two-year-old because they don't fully yeah. understand no yeah there's no they don't options. really yeah, their so, comprehension uh, skills are a little less. No. So you always end up like finding yourself caving 
into whatever yeah. it is that they want or don't want. And so yep. that's where the bad cycle begins, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like the terrible twos for me are probably going to be worse than when he hits three and four. At least that's what I predict. But because right now I don't know what to fucking do with him. And so <laughs> and it's when like the way my school is set up, we have um, there's me and then there's another um, colleague of mine who does she handles the babies and the toddlers and I'm the one that handles the three, fours and fives. And yeah. so whenever we have to like flip for whatever reason, like if she has to go into one of my classrooms, she has no idea what to do with those kids. Like she doesn't know how to interact with them really. <laughs> she doesn't really know how to, um, I don't know, say like go with the flow of the classroom's routine. And then yeah. I'm that way when I go into her classrooms. When I walk into a classroom full of toddlers, I have no idea what to do with them. <laughs> like they, <laughs> we all just end up staring at each other. And then I'm like, hi, how are you? And then I realize that half of them can't respond to me. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> so and meanwhile, it. in my classrooms, I'm used to the kids just running up and telling me some 20 minute story that I don't understand 90% of, but um, I at least know how to talk to them. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, we are reaching the terrible twos. So right now everything is a fight. He wants everything and nothing all at the same time. So mm -hmm. <laughs> currently struggling, currently struggling with that. Um, oh my gosh, that's the perfect age. Have you seen those, um, those like memes or whatever? There's like whole like slideshows of them <clears throat> online of like the reason these kids are upset. Oh yeah, yeah, I love. Oh those. my god, I, they kill me. They're so funny <laughs> because I put him in the cart that he wanted to go in. And now yeah. <laughs> whatever. You know? it's like, because I told because him he I couldn't eat the cat poop. Because I wouldn't let him eat mud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I know. Like, Freddie's been going Because I wouldn't place. let him pet the dog. We don't have a dog. You know? <laughs> we don't have a dog. <laughs> it's the best. They just don't know, man. They're like, uh, it's so funny. Freddie's <laughs> been going through a phase where, like, if I give him a snack, he'll, like, uh, he'll eat till it gets to like where his hand is and then he just clutches the rest of the snack in his palm mm -hmm. and he won't eat it so he's it's like his uh -huh. emotional support snack like he just clutches onto <laughs> it and then when I'm I try to it, he's like no and I'm like well you're not eating it can you like eat it and not scrunch it up in your hand where I'm gonna have to clean it and fight with you later and feel like I'm abusing you because I'm just trying to clean your fucking hand. And it's just like a whole I love that thing. when you clean their faces too, you just have to like real quick with a wipe yes. or something and they like lose their mind. Like you just yeah. peeled their eyelids off. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. That's where we're at right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think my win this week was um I had to bribe a teacher at work. <laughs> oh fun. <laughs> I don't know if it was a good decision or not, but it felt like it needed to happen. Um, so basically, uh, one of the one of the students had an accident in the classroom. Like it happens from time to time, no big deal. But what what I couldn't understand was 
I was like walking down the hallway towards that classroom and I kept smelling poop down the hallway. And I'm like, where is that coming from? It's like one thing if you can smell it in the classroom, but if you're smelling right, it down the hallway, but when hallway, you're in the hallway, you're like, wrong. something's wrong. And yeah. Yeah. My coworker was about to take a woman on a tour. And I was like, I need to get rid of the poop smell. Like, I don't know where it's coming from, but I went and sprayed the shit out of the hallway. And yeah. quite literally. <laughs> and. <laughs> And then after like a couple of minutes, I could still smell it. I'm like, where the fuck is that coming from? And then I walked into one of the classrooms and it just smacked you right in the face. And I was like, holy God, what is that? And the class was outside, but there was one teacher in there and she was helping one of the students. And she was like, yeah, so we had a bit of an accident. And so I was like, is seriously, yeah, no, the, I could the smell school it. knows. Like, <laughs> Like, I could smell it down the hallway. What the fuck? And so <laughs> this poor teacher, of course, is like helping him clean, like help him helping them clean up. And it, they got it on the floor and on the walls. <laughs> so it was a crime scene. Um, I just thought of Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> There's shit on the wall. There's shit on the ceiling. <laughs> and um, so she's cleaning everything up and I was like, okay. So I'm like spraying everything. I'm giving her wipes. Like, you know, she's doing what she can, but she spent a good 20 minutes trying to clean this child and then clean what was on the floor. And, um, apparent then about like an hour later, the same teacher came up and was like, Hey, so that toilet is clogged. Um, the, the child basically took a ton of toilet paper and just shoved all of it into the toilet. I think they were trying to wipe themselves and it's literally filled to the brim. And the only way we can get it out is if someone digs all of that toilet paper out of the toilet. And I was like, Oh, that's horrible. And she goes, yeah. And I've already cleaned up this child and the other teachers says she doesn't want to do it. So and I was oh, looking at her and I'm oh. like, so are you like asking us to do it? <laughs> right? I'm like, um, like, like I, I, I also don't want to do it. So I guess like figure it out. Yeah. Like I, I, first of all, like I have no problem helping my teachers out when they need it. Um, for instance, earlier that day, I already had a poop fiasco in another classroom and that teacher was alone. So that I did in fact help her with. Because she was trying to clean the bathroom while I was trying to clean the kid. So it was a two-man job kind of situation. This in particular, though, I was like, "Mm, there's two of you in that classroom. Like, can you guys just figure it out? Like, (laughs) not it. (laughs) And so then um, me and my coworker are like, I'm not not going in there and cleaning that up. Like, what the fuck? And so um, we were like, okay, who can we bribe? (laughs) So I called one of the teachers in and I'm telling her the whole situation. She's just looking at me and I was like, so my proposal is, would you like a $25 gift card and you can go in there and just dig out all the toilet paper from the toilet? I mean, do you guys have gloves? Well, yeah, you use gloves. Yeah, I would have done it too for 25 bucks. She started laughing hysterically and she's like, well, what you got? (laughs) I've got Target and I've got Amazon. Which would you prefer? (laughs) (laughs) 
I just knew that if I didn't bribe someone to do it, those teachers wouldn't have done it and it would have sat in there all weekend. Like, Ew, there's no gross. way. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so that was my win. I'm like, I don't know if it was a smart move or not, but I, it needed I to mean, be. I mean, I think so. <laughs> I call um, that a win win. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Um, but do you want to get into the topic? That I was playing yeah, you today. said you have one, so I want to know what it is. I do. Uh, um, so we're going to talk about Britney Spears. Oh, boy. Yes. We don't have to talk oh, about her. <laughs> We don't have to talk about her conservatorship or anything like that, because I feel like everyone's already been talking about that for years. I want to talk specifically about her book that just came out mm-hmm. um, a couple weeks ago. Um, everyone's been talking about it. And it's been very enlightening. So um, I thought we'd just get into it. Yeah, I've only heard like tidbits through like, yeah. you she's, know, like. She spilled a lot of tea. YouTube um, shorts and things like that. But yeah. 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 But I thought this would be an interesting um, conversation to have. Yeah. Um, but yes. Yeah, so uh, Britney Spears, she uh, recently came out with a memoir called The Woman in Me. Um, just to be clear, though, um, everyone's been calling this a memoir, and I'll get into why I personally wouldn't call it a memoir. Um, I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but it was written with the help of a ghostwriter named um, Sam Lansky. So for anyone who doesn't know, a ghostwriter is a person who's hired to write literary or journalistic works and that work is credited to another person as the author. So Britney Spears did not actually write this book. So I just want that to be clear. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize that. <laughs> so a lot of the posts that I see on like Twitter and Instagram, they're like, oh my gosh, like Britney Spears is such a great writer. And I'm uh, like, mm, she didn't actually write it. Not though. so much. And also, Her dance skills though with those kitchen knives. I love how her thing says, but they're not real knives. But then did you hear one drop or they hit together? And I'm like, that's a fucking real knife. If I ever heard one. (laughs) She's like, don't worry, they're not real. And then you hear two metal knives go. Those are fucking real, dude. Um, And I mean, like I said, I, she didn't actually write the book. Um, And therefore, that's another reason why I don't necessarily consider this a memoir, but I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, So obviously, we know Brittany was um, recently released from her conservatorship, so we don't have Mm -hmm. to get too much into that. Um, But the book seems to have been created to clarify how that all began. Um, So, of course, to start at the beginning... Britney's fame skyrocketed when she was 16 years old. Um, I think she was born the same year as Jay. So right now she's Jay's age. So that 40, sounds about right. 41, 42, maybe. 42 ish. How old yeah. is Jay? 80, 81. Born in, <laughs> born in 81. 81. <laughs> um, yeah, so they were born in the same year, um, but she came out with her single baby one more time. And I remember having this CD when I was a wee little thing. I think I was like seven or eight years old when this when the album came out. Um, 
I think my I think my CD. I remember she had uh, different colored CDs. I think mine was pink, but they were all like pastel pink, blue, yellow. Yep, I so remember that. I would be like, oh, like oh, I have. I was gonna say one. I think I had the pink one, but I lie because I'm pretty sure it was just Jessica's. Like Jessica's the one yeah. with <laughs> the CDs, and we just used her. So I think yeah. Jessica had a pink one. <laughs> <laughs> 3LW um, was in there too. <laughs> awesome. Loved them. Um, yeah, and of course, we all know of her famous romance with Justin Timberlake from NSYNC. Of course. Um, yes. So, of course, the 90s was really big with boy bands like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees. Um, I honestly didn't really like any boy bands. Um, yeah, it's funny because I was the the group of friends that I was friends with all like loved in sync. We weren't really big Backstreet Boys fans, but like I always yeah. was that person who was just part of the group. It would be like, well, I love him and I love him. And who do you love, Danny? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know <laughs> uh, who, who's left. The gay guy. I was the same way, though. It was like I knew a lot of the hit singles and they were catchy, but I didn't actively listen to them. I only knew them because my friends like listened to it every time I was with them. But like I never I don't even I think we had again, Jessica had the NSYNC uh, CD, but I didn't yeah. have it myself or I might have no. it in my possession still to this day, but it was hers originally. Well, I remember I would pretend to like them just like you did. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Like most of the kids tend to do that just to fit in. But I pretended to like Backstreet Boys because it was always like Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC. And yep. so I pretended to like Backstreet Boys, but I maybe recognized like two songs. I had um, a friend who would play the entire NSYNC album all night while she was sleeping so if oh I was God. sleeping over her house I'd wake up to like sailing take me away like please and I'm like no I just want to sleep <laughs> she had one of those old school like you know they were so cool at the time but those huge cd players that had like we had one too I think but they have like the big block part in the center and then two speakers that can come off yeah, she, I she had one of those, and I remember it'd be like in sync again all night. Oh <laughs> Just no! Just on repeat. <laughs> uh, I see, and I was more into the girl bands. Like I loved Destiny's Me too, Child because I wanted to sing it. Yeah, or like Spice Girls, TLC, Dream, Bewitched, oh, like Dream, all of the... obsessed with Dream. Yeah, I loved all of the the girl bands. I just didn't love the boy bands. Yeah, um, yeah. but I, you know what, back then I also pretended to like Pokemon cause that was also becoming <laughs> huge. Like it was, it was huge when I was in second grade and it was all anyone talked about. So I would like quote unquote research every day after school and watch it yeah. and I just didn't get it. I didn't, <laughs> I never liked it. I was that loser that didn't like Pokemon, but I pretended to like them at the time. So, um, well, when I was growing up, it was Pogs, so the hell are pogs oh my god <laughs> they're like these little cardboard circular like bigger than like like the size of like a checker like if you were mm -hmm. playing checkers but yeah. they were just like cardboard discs that had pictures on them <laughs> and some were like holographic and some weren't and you would like stack them up and then you would use this plastic piece that's called a slammer 
and it would be like this bigger like thick piece of like plastic that had another it'd be like my slammer has like a cool holographic unicorn on it but then you would like i don't remember the the idea of the game because it was so long ago but you would like use that to try and like i think you'd try to like knock down as many of the stack as you could and then you'd keep whatever one like i don't know but we played with pogs it was like it was like pokemon but they were pogs (laughs) Just because, I mean, it was like the same idea, like collectible, like find the cool ones, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if I if I think back on it, I was more of like a Jimmy Eat World fan, which is funny because we would just call them a rock band or whatever, but I'm pretty sure the whole band consisted of men. So there is a certain <laughs> genre to boy bands. Um, and it reminded me of that. Did you ever watch that movie, Josie and the Pussycats? Yeah, because you used to watch uh, it. Yeah, I loved it. And then um, I watched, I don't know if I watched it recently or if I listened to a podcast where uh, the two people on it were had watched it. And the whole movie, I didn't realize when I was younger, the whole movie is satire. Um, and they made up a boy band called Du Jour. And they yes. sang a song called Backdoor Lover, <laughs> which was obviously referencing gay sex. <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't even realize that. Even I the age difference up, and I still didn't realize that. I pulled up the lyrics to Backdoor Lover, okay? So let me <laughs> let me let me read the lyrics to to you. Um, I'm your backdoor lover, coming from behind with the lights down low. <laughs> backdoor lover, just you and me. No one has to know. Back to a lover. Let me meet you there at your secret spot. I'll show you a love that's more than hot. <laughs> you know that I won't hurt you, so open up and let me in. We oh love each other god. way too much for it to be a sin. Oh my god. <laughs> Use the front door, but that's never been my way. Just because I slip in back doors, well, that doesn't make me hey. Oh my- ago and i was like oh my god (laughs) isn't it amazing the difference between like just then and now like that would never that would never be a thing oh that is hilarious i only (laughs) ever watched that movie i only ever watched that movie and crossroads because of you yeah yeah the crossroads was actually a really good movie it wasn't bad Um, yeah um anyways so i haven't actually read uh britney spears's book and i don't think that i'm going to um but the oh i've only read excerpts from this book and from what i can gather a lot of her mental breakdown started with justin timberlake mm-hmm. um so one of the pieces that she has revealed is that she apparently got pregnant with justin when they were I think like 18 or 19. Um, And she was apparently um, excited about it. She thought her and Justin, you know, had a long future ahead of them. She could see them getting married and having children. Um, But he was, in fact, not excited about it. um, Mm -hmm. And he encouraged having an abortion. Uh, He felt they were too young and at the height of their careers and they just weren't ready to be parents, which I think is pretty fair for him to feel that way. Um, That's completely understandable. So she went through with the abortion 
And I don't really know the full timeline of all of this, but it sounds like not long after her abortion, uh, he apparently dumped her over text message. And that's when... Huh? What a gentleman, I said. Oh, yeah. Uh, But it sounds like um, that's right around the time the harassment started with her around all the media. Um, she admits that she cheated on Justin, but from the little things I've read, sounds like she made out with some dude in a bar only because she found out Justin was actively sleeping around while dating her. So that was her retaliation, which to, in my mm-hmm. personal opinion, that's pretty mild in comparison to Justin Timberlake. Um, yeah, I made out with somebody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're going to fuck everybody else, then I'm just going to go kiss this dude. <laughs> I put my tongue in his mouth. <laughs> So it's like, oh, like, well, I went in his back door. <laughs> um, so of course, when he dumped it, when he dumped it, <laughs> when he dumped her, um, she was devastated. Uh, he then came out with the famous song "Cry Me a River." <laughs> yeah, which I don't know why that makes me laugh, but like, I feel like that song just ended up being kind of a a joke. In the sense where, like, if anybody was upset, they'd be like, oh, well, just cry me a river. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) For sure. People use that all the time. Yeah. Um, But the music video featured a woman who looked exactly like Britney. And the whole video was of Justin walking in on her, cheating on him. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So there begins the narrative that Justin dumped Britney because she was a cheating slut. Um, and therefore, uh-huh. the slut shaming oh, yeah. Um, So she goes into detail um, about the industry, her manager, and her shitty parents. Um, they really wanted Brittany to have this reputation that she was a virgin angel, even though she was in her 20s and had a steady boyfriend. Um, she even stated that she had, had been having sex since she was like 14 years old. So... She knew the whole virginal look was outrageous to begin with. Um, so if you really think about it, she was being slut-shamed for years, even before Justin. Um, but the contradictory of it all uh, was that they wanted this, they wanted her to have this certain look about her, but they dressed her in skimpy-ass outfits and had old men leering at her all the time during interviews and concerts. But because most of her fans were teenagers or little kids like me, (laughs) um, she needed to keep this innocent look about her. Um, And then, of course, after Justin Timberlake's music video, it was clear Britney was no virgin and the media ate her up for it, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, But fast forward a few years, you know, she meets that douchebag Kevin Federline. Uh, she pops out a couple of kids. I don't know. He's like dad. He's like seems like he's a good dad now, though. Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe now. I just remember. Like, yeah, just, at the time he was definitely at the young. Time he just to be was super, like, super just, thug life, but just gross. Um, but she, you know, became a trendsetter for trucker hats. Oh. Um, <laughs> she was the trucker hat mama, <laughs> the Von Dutch. Um, Von Dutch. I'm so, oh glad God, I'm so glad it's dead. I wanted a pair of Von Dutch um, so bad. <laughs> um, and then now we're in 2007 during her infamous umbrella scene. 
uh, where we see her with a shaved head hitting oh. a car with an umbrella. I, d- I didn't even know any of the details to that because at the time I never really like paid attention. I just saw it, but like never found out what was actually happening. Do you know what was actually happening in that moment? So, so this is what she kind of, this is what she kind of gets into. Um, I think in the media they had labeled her as being, you know, she was having a mental breakdown due to like drugs and alcohol. And so she just went fucking crazy. And I think that's what led to the conservatorship because they were like, she's obviously not of sound mind. So we need to be able to control her and her assets basically because she's unable to. But in her book, uh, according to her, she did not have a drug and alcohol problem. I think the, I think I read that her drug of choice was Adderall, which of course, if you're addicted to Adderall, then yeah, that's a problem. But this, like, apparently, this wasn't what stemmed from that. Um, so her shaving her head was her way of saying "fuck you" to everyone who was trying to control her for her entire life. They were people constantly poking at her, telling her she was fat. She had to have her hair a certain way and dress a certain way. And by shaving her head, it was like she was saying, what are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. Um, she was basically just trying to take, to take control of her own self. But then it was viewed as her going mentally insane. Um, yeah. So that's what her explanation of all of that is, um, which makes sense. Um the as far as like the abortion thing, um, Justin Timberlake's only comment on the matter is that he's focusing on his family right now, which tells me that all of this probably did happen, and he's just yeah, not yeah. Addressing it. If, it's so funny actually because I follow this. Um, it's a really cool YouTube channel called the Behavior Panel, mm-hmm. and it's these four guys who are like literally retired military they train like military individuals in like um interrogation tactics and like um you know it's just really cool they do a lot of body language stuff so they they like review a lot of like videos like they did oj they do like jeffrey dahmer and they'll talk Mm -hmm. about like you know the certain things that they do behaviorally and Mm -hmm. that indicate whatever um and um but oh shit what were you saying before that why did I bring them up (laughs) um that (laughs) um that basically Justin's not really commenting on oh yeah yeah because he brought up his family because one of the things that they always talk about is like people who are in like interrogation situations like maybe they're being interviewed after like a crime or something Mm um he's they'll always point out like oh like they didn't have like just a solid no I didn't do that you know just a solid denial Mm -hmm. they like avoid it in one way or another or don't directly answer and that's an indication of being guilty so like where he hasn't really been like no that didn't happen but he just said I'm focusing on my family like "Mm, yeah not a solid (laughs) denial there so (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly. That was my thought on it. I'm like, it probably happened. And he's just like, I'm yeah, I mean, it's not like it's a I very far fetched scenario. And it, even then, exactly. I think if he were to be mature and come out and talk about it, I think, you know, I, I get it. Like there's a the divide between pro-life and pro-choice is is strong. But, yeah. you know, the reality is, yeah, these people are at the beginning of their careers. 
I think yes. that for the most part, most people would be like, no, that seems logical, you know? Yeah. And yeah. depending on how it happened, I'm imagining he didn't drag her into a place while she was kicking and screaming and be like, take it out. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. What kind yeah, of doctor exactly. is going to do that? <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, I don't think Brittany is trying to like smear him in any way. I think she's just stating the facts. Like, this is what happened to me and this is kind of what led to right, my, right. my fault. Well, of my course, fault. everybody is is shitting all over him though, so. Oh, yeah. Like, since the release, he's ha- he's been blasted across all yeah, social media. Yeah. But my question is, is that fair? Because. Right, right. I know. You know, yes, he did some shitty things, um, but it, it was 23 years ago. I that's mean, what I'm saying. Like, yeah, he was. Yeah, that's why I said that because like, it was logical. It's that's a logical decision. Like, if they had decided to go the route of keeping a child at that age, do you think either of them would be where they are now? No, probably not. Probably not. You know. Um, and you know, kids do stupid shit. He was like 18 or 19 at the time. Like, he's not. Yeah. Like, just because he's a pop star doesn't mean he knows anything about the world. Right, about uh, real at life. That age. Yeah. And they, I mean, everyone makes stupid, shitty decisions. Like, I would hate for something dumb that I did in high school to come out and then everyone's like, you Seriously. need to apologize. And I'm like, I right. literally moved on with my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I like, at the same time, I don't blame him for not really commenting because it's like, him and Brittany both went separate directions. They both got married. They both had kids. Yeah. Like, why Why do I have to comment on this thing that happened 20 years ago? Right, um, right. And I mean, but that's what we do, right? We tear yeah. down people for decisions they made back when, like, society viewed those decisions completely differently than they do now. So we're going to exactly. yell at them about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just to kind of, like, get into my reasoning for not necessarily wanting to read this book as interesting as I might find it and my reason is because of the difference I feel there is between a memoir and an autobiography so I as you know Danny I went to school uh, I went to grad school for uh writing um and I focused a lot on memoir and nonfiction writing so I do tend to be a little bit picky when it comes to certain books. Um, And memoir writing is not the same as an autobiography. So just to clarify, because I feel like a lot of people don't know the difference. um, A memoir is a non-fictional first personal written account of events and memories from the author's real life. Memories focus on personal experience, intimacy, and emotional truth. Memoir writers often play with their memories and with real life in order to tell a good story. There's also themes that are placed within a memoir that all connect with one another. So it really is like a piece of art. It's a craft, essentially. So is it like a combination then between fiction and nonfiction in a way? Is it like a what? Like a combination between fiction and it's nonfiction? It's a combination. A, a memoir really focuses on a specific time in your life, whereas an autobiography is like from beginning to end, essentially. Yeah. So, and and it's mostly stated with facts. So, like an autobiography is a factual and historical account of one's entire life from beginning to end. Well, but so, doesn't that 
create the the question of whether or not the information provided in said memoir, if they did take it in the literal sense, means that maybe the information provided in there is a bit um, exaggerated. Exactly. So this is where oh, if that's the case, that... for me to take it incredibly seriously, if that you know what I'm saying, like exactly. And I personally, especially when I've read certain excerpts. I wouldn't nest I wouldn't put it in the category of memoir writing because there is a particular style to memoir writing. Um, I've always been like it's been drilled into me when I was in school that you have to show, not tell. So you can't be talking at your reader. You have to be showing them a scene. Um, so it's ba- it's a lot like writing a novel, but you're telling your own truth, if you know what sure, I mean. Sure, yeah. Yes. Um, and I remember when I was in um, undergrad and I was at UNH, uh, it was my senior year and I had taken a few writing classes. And um, one of my professors had written a memoir um, and – I had another professor who it was the one that was encouraging me to apply to grad school for creative writing. And I remember meeting up with this other professor who did have a memoir published and I was asking her about it. And she was, um, what's the word? She was, it wasn't that she wasn't encouraging me to do it, but she was very like, um, young people tend to not write memoirs And in my mind at the time, I thought she was trying to say that, like, young people still need to be better at writing and, like, keep practicing it before they can get to the ultimate memoir. But what I think what she was really trying to say is, first off, your perspective on things change a lot over the years. So how I felt about a certain situation when I was 22, I'll probably feel differently at the age of 32. Um, which is fair. And then the lawsuits too. So a lot of people tend to not write autobiographies or memoirs until like everyone that's involved in it is dead. (laughs) And that's why a lot (laughs) and that's why a lot of memoir writers are much older. People are wondering what that list of names is in your wallet. You're like, just wait until I can write my autobiography. Crossing (laughs) off names. And the reason is because of lawsuits. So if you write a memoir or an autobiography, say like Brittany, and she's like, yeah, I had an abortion with Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake could come out of the woodwork and be like, that's not true and sue her um, for defamation or something. Yeah, um, yeah. But when it when you label it a memoir, though, it becomes much harder. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, because a memoir is purely based off of your your own memories. So if she remembers having an abortion and Justin doesn't, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. You know, yeah. do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just really, it's yeah. wishy-washy. Um, whereas like an autobiography, you're like, no, these are the facts. And then you can right. fight that later on. But I, and I totally get it now. I mean, writing a memoir is tricky especially when you have a lot of other people involved it's like I could like I always knew when I told Nana that I was going to school for creative writing she was like well you better not write anything about me all right (laughs) 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 
saying, Anna, as right. if I'm just going to, you know, smear you all over my memoir. You're like, well, I could write a whole novel about you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and actually, me, everyone uh, would want to read it. And actually, memoirs, um, a lot of writers who want to write memoirs actually just end up writing novels. They'll write their memoir, but then label it a novel because it's easier to get published, number one. And number two, no one can come back and be like, that didn't happen and be like, well, it's a novel. (laughs) Yeah. So there are loopholes. You just have to pick which loophole you want. Um, and I yeah. think just stylistically. I feel like people like the sound of like a memoir anyway. It sounds yeah, fancy. It sounds, it sounds fancier. Um, and it, well, I actually pulled up some excerpts from her, from her book. And this is why I would have a problem reading it, knowing that everyone is labeling it a memoir. I would just have a, per- I would be critiquing it a lot. And that yeah. would just take away from actually reading it. So this is an excerpt that she has in her book, and it says, you want me to be pretty for you? Fuck you. You want me to be good for you? Fuck you. You want me to be your dream girl? Fuck you. I've been the good girl for years. I'd smiled politely while TV show hosts leered at my breasts while American parents said I was destroying their children by wearing a crop top, while executives patted my hand condescendingly and second-guessed my career choices, even though I'd sold millions of records while my family acted like I was evil and I was tired of it. So that excerpt right there wouldn't like, it it just feels very autobiography, not so much memoir because she's like telling me something and not showing me something. It's like, yeah, like first person. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and you know, it's, the, I've seen a lot of posts where of the excerpts and people being like, oh, my gosh, this section destroyed me. And, like, <laughs> I've been in tears. And I'm like, okay, I feel for Britney Spears. I, the whole situation does suck. And I do, you know, I, 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 can, I can sympathize from as, like, woman to woman. If I – reading that excerpt, though, did not destroy me. If she had written it in a memoir-like way and given me a scene, then that maybe would have destroyed me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, put some emotion, like a feeling, like what you're feeling, and like, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, yes. it just sounds, it just sounds like whatever. Like I don't know. Yeah. Well, it reminds <laughs> me. Yeah, I mean, I had no it. intention of reading it just because. No, but I. Re- it just reminds me of. Um, I don't think I've mentioned this in the other episodes but did you ever watch that movie a marriage story no i don't even know I think if i've it heard was, of it. it i think it's on netflix it came out a few years ago i think like either 2020 or 2019 but it has um scarlett johansson and adam driver in it and i watched it because when i was on twitter everybody was talking about how emotional it was and how much it just ruined them and like they've been in a state of shock since watching the film and I was like oh this sounds really good I want to see what this is about and so I'm like oh I want to be destroyed so let's watch it so (laughs) I'm watching it and I mean it's it was it was good it was fine but I wouldn't say I walked away scarred for life it was essentially about this couple who was getting a divorce. I mean, yeah. it was 
it, that that was the basis of the whole movie was they were getting a divorce and i could see people saying that after watching like the sound of freedom <laughs> exactly <laughs> probably not a movie about a divorce no 12 years a slave yeah that could destroy you <laughs> <laughs> That was a really, really heart wrenching movie. A marriage story. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't. I mean, the acting was good. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't the acting that was the problem. I think it was just uh, the fact that everybody. It was like as if you could tell these people have not been from a family of divorce. Like it was a very standard divorce. It was a very standard divorce situation that I wa- I was I finished it and I was like okay like and <laughs> I don't understand I don't get, I don't get it <laughs> um I don't feel emotionally stunted right now so I don't know you're like did um, you see the scene in Step Brothers when he put his balls on his drum set come on <laughs> ruined for life it's a good drum set. Yeah, <laughs> but it just reminds me of that where they're like reading excerpts from Britney Spears's book and they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm destroyed. And I'm like, I'm not like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sucks, but like I'm not emotionally invested in this. So I don't know. You're like, Look how happy she is dancing with her knives. It's fine. <laughs> I just did like pull up her Instagram, I think. Either this morning or last night. Because you wanted I, to see all of her naked photos or what? Yeah. I, I, had to, I had to. I'd be like two seconds into one of her dancing videos and I'm like, okay, that's enough. I can't do this. For sure. Third party embarrassment. Yes. Big time. Big time. And then I'm always like, oh man, she has kids that are like older now. Like, oh. Yeah. Just, I hope I never stumble across naked pictures of my mom today. Yeah. <laughs> You know those kids have zero social media presence. Oh, God, yeah. They want um, nothing to do with it. <laughs> and I like, t- have you I ever t- heard of a game called MASH? It's all on paper and pen. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that game. I know. Who needs a phone? That was a good game. <laughs> Knowing um, all your friends have seen your mom's ass. Yes. Ugh. And I, it, what's crazy to me, too, is all of these videos, like, she's still very clearly has mental health issues like she oh, does without a doubt it. like everybody was like you know gung-ho about getting her out of her thing and then they're like well maybe she needed that like after <laughs> it's like jesus christ guys <laughs> i mean it's good so that she's out of it <laughs> like backing up that like homer simpson backing up into the bushes you know yeah. <laughs> so just kidding like, oh never mind <laughs> and i all of these like uh videos that she's posting though people are just like well good for her she's enjoying herself (laughs) no not all of them the comments have gotten turned off now but before that it was like people like dude (laughs) she's gone off the deep end it's like uh, yeah she's had a really difficult life but she still should probably work through some stuff (laughs) then there's all the people who are like nah she's dead that's someone else (laughs) like avril lavigne (laughs) <laughs> oh man the Avril Lavigne I've looked into that I've tried to dig it is weird I mean there are things that do look different about her but she's probably had plastic surgery yeah I mean I I don't I don't believe in the Avril Lavigne thing but I think it's funny when other people do <laughs> it's funny to look into it all yeah 
But diving in yeah, deep. That's all. That's all that I had today. I just wanted to air that out. <laughs> Yeah, and then I saw like her ex-husband now, the the new one, when someone asked him what he thought about the memoir. And he's like, I think it's fantastic. She's so brave. (laughs) It's okay, dude. (laughs) Nobody knew who you were. (laughs) Just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Poor Brittany. I know. She did get the shit hand, though. And I'm sure she's only playing with knives because of the wild life she lived. She's so, you know. She can now. (laughs) She's so far, you know, off the path of reality. Yep, yep. It's like Um, Michael Jackson. Same idea. Yeah. You know? Very similar. I mean, all of them. Amanda Bynes, too. Madonna, it's just it's gotten too far. They've all just like now the reality is so far out of whatever world they're in, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it was just like, I mean, the same thing pretty much happened to Amanda Bynes. Um, who else was it? It was Amanda Bynes and Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, but she um, seems to have gotten herself together. She got herself together. She looks great. Um, she is don't a bit really. Great know what's going on with amanda Bynes right now but all very similar it was the the fucking 2000s man Everybody i think it's just any celebrity anyone who gets major <laughs> celebrities you know status they just it's too much to deal with you know it's too much to grow up through that like important time in your life yeah to have that kind of stuff happening there's no way anybody in that scenario is going to come out you know usually the ones that you see that are all like sane and normal like the Keanu Reeves of the world who's like yeah. a gem it's because he he didn't really become famous till he was already an adult you know what I mean yeah, like he'd already lived he grew up as an adult you know as a normal person this all happened beforehand yeah. Drew Barrymore she's you know I mean she had plenty of issues because she grew up in it you know yeah I think also too uh I don't think it's a coincidence that several of these celebrities had breakdowns like right around the time of the internet boom as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That major change for sure. That major yeah. change where like people, they now had people all over the world stuff, had but... access to them like mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. Totally um, different than before. Yeah. So I think the difference too would be like a lot of these celebrities like got to this point younger than like the older celebrities like Madonna, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. Have you seen Madonna? Face lately. Oh, my God. What's going on? Holy shit. You just, you, there's no way you can tell me that you look in the mirror and go, that's what I wanted. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's not it. <laughs> and I think anybody, anybody who is like in full support of it and is like, well, just leave her alone. It's what she wanted. And it's like, well, but still, like, aren't you at that's all? That's not fucking what she concerned? wanted. I can guarantee you that's not what she wanted. <laughs> <laughs> she looks, oh, yeah, she's I don't now. get it. And, like, what kind of, like, doctors are you going to that are like, we can fix this? And then they're like, well, uh, yeah, it looks, looks, it's, that's what we were, I mean, that's kind of what we thought, would, knows what we were hoping for. <laughs> I well, I think of um that movie like you're just Adam swollen Sandler still. did. <laughs> that movie Adam Sandler <laughs> did with uh, like it was just go with it, and, and Jennifer Aniston was in it with him, and he plays a plastic. He's I've a plastic it. surgeon, 
It's really funny. Uh He plays a plastic surgeon and he's got this client who just gets it done way too much. And he invites him over to a party and Adam Sandler walks in and he's like, hey, man. And then the client turns around. He's his face. He can't move his face. And he's like, hey. And then he takes a sip from his drink and it just (laughs) dribbles all down his face. (laughs) This is a good segue for the next episode. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we? Uh, we'll call this one good, because yeah. we're going to record the next episode too, and that one will be good too. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that was right. good. Thanks, Jess. You're welcome. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye, everybody. Okay. Bye.